2 Tammuz, Be'ez Tammuz, Tzadik, His Praise, 421. He said, the tzaddikim are very precious in God's eyes, even the tzaddikim of today. Even if their only merit was the fact that they distanced themselves from the vulgar lifestyle that is so prevalent, that in itself is sufficiently great. For today, there are all too many people who have embraced the lifestyle of the Gentiles and adopted the outlook of philosophy and speculation. Their whole aim is to model themselves after the Gentiles in all their ways, be it clothing, lifestyle, or whatever. It is enough that the tzaddikim distance themselves from these people. For regardless of the level of their religious devotions, today's religious leaders have at least detached themselves from today's vulgar lifestyle, as have their followers. The mere fact that they are careful not to grow their hair long except for their side curls ensures that they do not follow the current fashions and hairstyle for men. This automatically distances them from the lifestyle of the Gentiles and the circles of the free thinkers and philosophers. This in itself is a very great thing, because philosophy and speculation are the worst of all evils. Anyone who keeps well away from them is very fortunate. The Rebbe also said, even the tzaddikim today also come into the category of assimilation, because in their homes they conduct themselves like princes and aristocrats. It is a fact that people often say these days that the tzaddikim live like princes. Because of this, they must be counted as being assimilated, and this is why they are unable to teach Torah. It may be true that they teach a little in order to meet the needs of their followers, but Torah in the absolute sense they cannot teach. And since they do not know Torah, they do not know anything. Even prophecy is on a lesser level than Torah, for the Torah is greater than everything and includes everything. The one depends on the other. The leaders who conduct themselves like princes are ignorant of Torah, and indeed, their very ignorance of the Torah is the reason they have to conduct themselves like princes. Being ignorant of Torah, they are bound to conduct themselves like princes at least, for otherwise, how would anyone know they were important, seeing as they are not Torah scholars? Thus it is written, Her king and her princes are among the nations, there is no Torah, nor have her prophets found a vision from God. Lamentations 2.9 wisdom. His Wisdom 182 The Rebbe once said, No one is really opposing me. They are merely opposing a person who is doing the things they fabricate against me. And they are correct in opposing such a person. Those who were against the Rebbe invented all sorts of false accusations against him. These accusations were totally without foundation and did not apply to the Rebbe at all. However, a person who was guilty of what was contained in these accusations would certainly be worthy of their opposition. Therefore, these people are not opposing the Rebbe at all. If they actually knew of the Rebbe's greatness and holiness, they would certainly not oppose him. They would run to follow him with the greatest zeal and enthusiasm. But they are actually opposing a fictitious character of their own making. They created a character who did the things they were accusing the Rebbe of doing, it would certainly be proper to oppose such a person. The Rebbe said, They have carved out a man and are opposing him. They are not actually opposing the Rebbe, but the fictitious character they have portrayed in his the place. Alphabet book. A Righteous Person, A. 29. It is inappropriate to accept the authority of others while in the tzaddik's presence. 30. One who is apathetic at the eulogy of a Torah scholar will not live long. 31. The tzaddik's ability to exact punishment is proportional to his mazal. 
32. When a tzaddik dies, the void he leaves behind is consistent with the attributes by which he lived. 33. The disciples of a tzaddik earn their livelihood in his merit. 34. When a person hears a Torah lesson from the tzaddik, it is as if he delivered it himself. 35. The death of a tzaddik is as much a tragedy as the burning of God's temple. 36. If a Torah scholar is fitting, learn from him. If not, part from his Moharan. 1. Lesson number 235. 1. When a person is walking along and then he slips and falls, and people laugh at him and he's embarrassed on account of this, all this happens to him because he degraded the joy of the festivals. Sometimes the fall serves as an atonement for him, while at other times it does not atone for him, but rather it simply comes in order to remind him to repent. Lesson number 236. 1. A person who conducts himself in a rabbinical position, in a straightforward and sincere manner, thereby merits that whatever is considered greatness in that generation, that is the greatness he will rise to in his later years. In this generation, when the greatest honor is to be considered a famous tzaddik, such a person then merits in his later years to be accepted as a renowned personage. Even though this is not really the case, rather he is just an ordinary devout Jew, they give him his reward for his good deeds before he leaves the world. And afterward... Lesson number 237. 1. Melody and musical instruments serve to connect two separate things together. This is one of the deeper reasons why musical instruments are played at a wedding. Lesson number 238. 1. When two people disagree about some issue, and a third person comes along and agrees with one of them more than with the other, this is because the one he agrees with is closer to his spiritual root than the one with whom he Rabbi does not Nathan's agree. Stories. The Seven Beggars the second day. I then took my bread and water and gave some to them. As soon as they tasted my bread and water, their sense of taste was remedied. The same was true of their sense of smell and the like. Meanwhile, the people of the land that had the garden began to look for ways to remedy their senses that had been ruined. Their conclusion involved the land of wealth from which I was now coming. It seemed that their lost gardener, who had provided them with the good life, had the same roots as the people of the land of wealth, who also had a good life. Therefore, their plan was to send a delegation to the land of wealth, who would certainly be able to help them. They sent messengers to the land of wealth. Along the way, the messengers met the people from the land of wealth, with whom I have gone. Where are you going? they asked the messengers. We are going to the land of wealth, they replied. We want them to help us. We ourselves are from the land of wealth, said the others. We are on our way to Nussin's letters, year one, letter number 176. We must do everything we can to receive the protection of the Tsar. May his majesty be exalted. The royal law surely does not condone the robberies and murders they are committing against us. Our main hope, though, is only in God, for we have no one to lean on but our Father in heaven. So you from there and we from here must call to God and seek him out. With weeping and with pleas we will come before him, like a son before his father, like a slave before his master. Whether as sons or as slaves, we must make an effort to beg and petition God very much, until he looks down and sees us from heaven. Furthermore, we must strengthen ourselves and bring ourselves to joy every day. This war is not just for one day. Even when God helps us escape them, and I am quite confident in the power of the Holy Elder that they will not defeat us, still... 
No one can escape impediments, suffering, and battles. May God have compassion, and may it all be with great kindness. It is therefore essential for each person to do what the Rebbe taught us and to designate an hour or two a day to express himself before God. The rest of the day he should be happy. For joy in God is your fortress. In these times it is especially necessary to practice this. As for all this commotion, it is all meant to repel and drive off the person who does not stand up to the test, and to bring even closer those persons whose hearts have been touched with the point of truth, so that they will strengthen themselves to stand up to the test in everything that has come and that will come upon them. They will be further awakened to follow all the Rebbe's holy teachings and to receive advice and inspiration from all his holy words as explained in his holy books, particularly in the way that I clarified and explained them to you in all the conversations and discussions that we had through his great loving kindness and enormous miracles. For the words that passed between us were of no small letters, year two, letter number 433, with thanks to God, Tuesday, Devarim, 5603, Uman. Greetings and salvation to my son, Rabbi Yitzchak, may he live, along with all his children, may they live. I sent you a letter last Sunday with two of our comrades who were here at the Rebbe's holy gravesite, Rav Matal, the son of Reb Shin A, and Reb Nisan, a relative of the Rav. I am certain you received it. I informed you there that I gave twenty new rubles to Reb Shaul, and that you should give nine of them to my daughter, may she live, for the scribe. Five of them you were to take for yourself, marking them down as money for the project, and six of them you were to send to Reb Shimshon or Reb Shmelka for my family's expenses. I also wrote you a number of things which revive and encourage sighing downcast souls like you, me, all our comrades, and all the Jewish souls in distress and captivity. The physical exile continues, and there is talk of less than favorable decrees. The Holy Temple is in ruins because of our sins. Above all, a spiritual exile reigns over our people as a whole and over every individual, and the strength to endure it is just about exhausted. For I too, poor man that I am, know explicitly the sufferings of a great many people, in addition to what I infer from near and from far. May the Master of Compassion and Salvation rectify it all. May He send us the compassionate leader to fulfill the one who has compassion on them will lead them. Likutei Moharan 2, 7. The ultimate compassion is to take Israel out of sin, and the essence of this is to remove them from madness and folly and to instill them with knowledge, da'at. Then they will understand his holy hints about how to flee from folly and divert the mind from it, and how to escape through sitting and doing nothing. Ask Rav Nachman, may his light shine, and he will tell you how very delighted one person was by what he saw in the new book, what I wrote on the verse, and he, Yaakov, stole the heart of love on the Aramite, and did not tell him he was fleeing. See Likutei HaLachot, Tefillin, 6.35. Listen carefully to this and pay close attention. Put what I wrote there into practice to divert your mind from these thoughts, and it will serve you well with God's help. Accustom yourself from now on to study diligently the books of discourses that God has granted me to innovate from the Rebbe's holy Torahs, i.e. in Likutei HaLachot. Study them every day and at all times, especially the discourses which I have written in more recent years. God is my hope that you will greatly benefit from them. Livni, Shimi, Amram, Yitzhar, Chevron, Uziel, Machli, Mushi, Aaron HaKoin, Moshe Rabbeinu, Miriam, Korach, Nefeg, Zichri, Mishael, El Tzafan, Sitri, Elisheva Bat Aminadav, 
Nadav, Avihu, Elazar, Itamar, Asir, Elkana, Aviasaf, Pinchas ben Elazar, Eliav, Nemuel, Mibne Ruven, Ard, Naaman, Mibne Binyamin, Mibne Menasha, Machir, Gilad, Yezer, Chelek, Asriel, Shechem, Shemida, Chefer, Tzlavchad, Shem Benot Tzlavchad, name of Tzlavchad's daughters, Machla, Noah, Chagla, Milka, Tirza, Bnei Ephraim, Shutelach, Becher, Tachan, Eran, Yudbet Nesim, Nachshon ben Aminadav, Netanel ben Suar, Eliav ben Chelon, Elitzur ben Shedeor, Shalumiel ben Suri Shaddai, Eliasaf ben Deuel, Elishama ben Amihud, Gamliel ben Pedatzur, Avidan ben Gidoni, Achiezer ben Amishadai, Pagiel ben Achran, Achira ben Inan, Yehoshua ben Nun, Kalev ben Yifuna, Bitzalel ben Uri ben Chur, Ahaliav ben Achisamach. Reb Prayers 2, Prayer number 8. May we distance and separate ourselves from the ways of sorcerers and magicians. May we possess no false beliefs at all. Rather, may we always be wholehearted with you, Hashem, our God, acting only genuinely and faithfully with a whole heart and true simplicity in accordance with your goodwill. Remove, uproot, break, and destroy all of the viewpoints of the heretics, atheists, and freethinkers. Have compassion on your world so that holy faith will spread throughout the world and all people will believe in the creation of the world without any inquiry into the realm of the void. May they all believe that the world is renewed by your will, you who created it during the six days of creation, bringing existence out of absolute nothing. This faith is the foundation upon which the entire world and everything in it exists. As the verse states, all of his deeds are in the realm of faith. Help us all truly serve you in complete faith, all the days of the world, until we will witness the good that you will do for us at the time that you renew your world in the future, in accordance with your good will, performing many acts of loving-kindness on our behalf. May the verse be realized in us to tell of your loving-kindness in the morning and of your faithfulness at night, and new each morning, vast is your faithfulness. A Song of Wonders Bring us quickly, swiftly to the land of Israel, the good and holy land, Draw your complete providence onto the land of Israel and onto the entire world. Renew your world so that it will possess the holiness of the land of Israel, which is guided solely by providence. As the verse states, It is a land that Hashem your God seeks. The eyes of Hashem your God are always on it, from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. Draw your total providence onto the entire world. May the world and everything in it be renewed. May the entire world be guided by providence alone, without any determinism whatsoever. Perform new, awesome, and wondrous deeds that were not yet created upon all the earth and among all of the nations. May a new song, a song of wonders, be aroused in the world. As the verse states, A song, sing a new song to Hashem, for He has performed wonders. His right hand and His holy arm have redeemed on His behalf. Then we will thank you with a new song for our redemption and for the restoration of our souls. We will sing, make melody, and burst into song before you with new melodies, songs, and praises, songs of wonders that transcend nature. Ultimately, may we take pleasure in you as we hear the sound of the song and melody that will be awakened in the future, a song that is simple, double, triple, quadruple, that is of a piece with your unique name. 
that will be, will be played upon the 72 strings, which is the same numerical value as the word chesed, loving-kindness. May the verse then be realized, the world will be built upon loving-kindness. Master of the world, give me life so that I will live and not die. Give me a good portion in the world to come. Give me merit. Be gracious to me. Help me and save me so that I will hear the sound of this song and melody that will be awakened in the future when your world will be renewed. You who are filled with compassion, you who are good and do good, help me from now on so that I will grow strong enough to close my eyes and ears to this world. May I not look at the vanities of this world at all. May I not listen to the sound of this world at all and not engage in any speech that does not relate to your name and your service. May I only express song, praise, and worship of your great and holy name. May I twist my neck away from this world so that I will not leave any vain breath of the, of the mouth in this world. May none of the vanities of this world have any hold on me. May I subjugate the entire anatomy of my body with my hands and feet to you so that I will not do anything unrelated to serving you. May my eyes, ears, mouth, heart, mind, thought, hands, feet, 248 limbs and 365 sinews and all of my senses and strength all truly cling to you and be firmly and strongly connected to you. May they truly be subjugated to your service forever and ever. In the future, may I at last hear the sound of this holy and awesome song that will be aroused and played upon the 72 strings. Fortunate are the ears that will hear this. Fortunate are those who wait for this, those who hope for it, who anticipate it. Fortunate is the person whom you choose and draw close. He will peer through the cracks to see and hear the circle dance of the tzaddikim when this great and holy song will play before them forever. Master of all, you who raise the lowly, you who lift up the poor and needy person from the dust and from the ash heap, you who are good and do good for those who are wicked and those who are good, perform wonders for me during my lifetime so that I will truly attain this goodness. Only you know the agreeable, pleasant, sweet, and amiable yearning of this hope. The mind cannot attain or grasp the sweetness of this song at all. Only you understand, as the verse states, No eye but yours, God, has seen what you do for the person who hopes in you. Have compassion on me, as blemished and distant as I am. Perform a wonder for life on my behalf. Help me quickly, so that I will turn aside from evil and always do what is good in your eyes until I will truly be attuned to your good will and see the goodness of Hashem in the land of life, gazing upon the pleasantness of Hashem and visiting in His palace. Let me know the way of life, the satiety of joy before your countenance, the pleasantness at your right hand forever.